Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. We appreciate you joining us and hope you're having a wonderful holiday season. It's a beautiful time in coastal Mississippi. I love um, posting pictures of the sunrises and sunsets in Biloxi's Bay. I love to get up before the sun wakes up in the morning and um, and then look out and watch the beautiful sunsets. Now, usually I go outside and have a cup of coffee. It's a little cool these days. To be at least every, you know, obviously there are days that are warmer than others, but when it's cool, I'd rather have my coffee inside. But my goodness, the sunsets and sunrises in coastal Mississippi are as good as they get. Now, we're pre recording this show because we're going to be coming to my friend Captain Sonny Schindler from Shore Things Charters here in just a second. But we, um, what he does is he lets us know when he's going to be available. And so we're going to be taping a show with him. And this will probably air a couple of times during the holidays, so you can have a great appreciation for why this time of year is a wonderful time to fish in coastal Mississippi. And this is also an important time of year. You should you should be careful. Um, but, but before we go any further, I want to invite my friend Kyle Curley, the producer of the Ricky Matthews Show, into the conversation. And first of all, I'll just say good morning. How you doing, Kyle? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing better. Uh, you know, I've, I'm in day six of COVID. And uh, it certainly didn't hit me like last time, but it was still a little bit of a challenge. But I'm feeling great. I don't sound like I'm totally back yet, but I feel fantastic. Other than no taste and no smell, just like last time. I just hope it comes back sooner than later because I love to eat, don't you? Yeah, and, you know, I don't even recall the last when I had COVID that I, I can't find that defining moment where taste actually come back. Yeah. I mean, I have taste, but I can't speak to a particular day it's just one of those gradual things that happened over time i suppose yeah. um i think that come yeah i really don't i don't know hey, that's actually a really good point um i mean i didn't have taste and smell for a while and then what would happen is certain things certain things like i could say oh yeah i can i got a little flavor of that other things no flavor whatsoever but it was gradual it wasn't like you flipped a switch and it suddenly came back again but I hope mine is a switch and we can get it back sooner than later. Yeah, the only thing I remember when I had COVID was I didn't like to drink coffee in the morning for whatever reason. It just, I know I couldn't taste it. It just, whatever, it just didn't seem right. It didn't, it's almost like it didn't feel right. <laughs> and I, it was the weirdest thing. So I just didn't drink coffee for like two weeks. So Aunt, what you know what Ann did? She put a big, big pot in the uh, um, slow cooker and of uh, vegetable, chicken vegetable soup, you know, just a big, big pot. That's what I've eaten off of for lunch and dinner, you know, the whole time that I had COVID. And I got on the scale yesterday and lost uh, almost six pounds. And I mean, I'm not looking to lose weight and I've been, you know, I haven't had anything to really necessarily cause me to lose weight. It's just that I haven't had a taste buds for stuff. So I've just eaten out of just, you know, getting nutrition. 
And uh, so I, I lucked out that Ann made the perfect meal for me to have during during my, you know, being sick. But, you know, I can still understand why someone had pre-existing problems, how it could be a real challenge for them to have COVID. So it's something people really need to pay attention to. Yeah, the thing with, you know, I never lost anything when I had COVID. I mean, I still ate, but I didn't eat, you know, if that makes any sense. The antibiotic makes you eat something, so you always had some kind of food in your stomach, and whether it was a soup or whatever it was. Um, but I, I, I'm kind of like you, though. The soups were good. Anything soft was good for, you know, just lack of better presentation. I, I think it was just easier to eat some type of soup or whatever. But, yeah, you couldn't. it didn't matter what kind of soup it was. You couldn't taste it. So at that point, it was all good. <laughs> Hey, the the big difference is last time I had dipping uh, oxygen levels, so it would get to ninety, maybe the eighty nine. Doctor didn't like that. They they said we had to do something. This time, not at all. I didn't have any issues with that whatsoever. In fact, yesterday I went out and did my typical interval running, where for for two miles, you know, run for a period of time and walk for a period of time, run for a period of time, and I didn't feel any change whatsoever it felt fine although i am on a steroid and i think that made me made me feel even a little bit better about my running than i normally would that's that's been that was actually nice <laughs> but uh yeah it's good it's good to get by i've talked to a lot of people who either have covid or flu or you know all kinds of stuff's going around yeah i've got friends that's always constantly have a sinus infection or something and you're kind of like, well, is it sinus or is it this? And you're just like, I don't want it. I was speaking with my mom. My sister's getting sick. My sister-in-law is supposed to be coming in town. My brother's supposed to be coming to town. And when every family comes in town, that usually means dinner at mom's house or at my sister's house. Um, I'm, I think my house, comparative to the mom's and sister's houses, mine's like the college dorm. You don't do any type of events at, at my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just because the nature of our business, our family's big and, you know, small houses. It's, it's what I like about family coming to town. I get to go to the, go there to dinner. But now we might not have dinner, so I'm kind of upset. Oh, no, I hate to hear that. <laughs> I, I bet a lot of families would think about that. Hey, before we go to Sunday, one more thing. We're recording this before the Saints game this Sunday. So we're we're fresh out of last week's game with Carolina. and um, And we've... You know, I've been been reading a lot online. You do the you do the music in Superdome during the Saints game, so you must have played some great music for this last game. But Derek Carr had 41 yards of rush. I mean, of passing through most of the fourth quarter. Good Lord, man! If you you go online right now and read the assessment of Derek Carr, it is not good right now. When we have special elements that are built in elements that are based on the offense and. I hear in headsets the relatively non-existent <laughs> offense. It's very difficult to get some of those elements in. And so we're lucky for, you know, one or two long plays over the top or something like that. We're like, yeah. here's our pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were so spoiled by Drew Brees, man. We're so spoiled by yeah. Drew Brees. And uh, maybe the Saints would get it together. I'm, I still yeah. have hope, you know. We shall see. We'll see. Uh, another another big move coming up is, and we'll know what the result of this is. N Nick Mullins, who was an award 
uh, winner and record breaker at University of Southern Mississippi, starting from Minnesota Vikings. So I'm excited about that. He, we know his family, his his uh, his wife and my son are, have the same godmother. So we have that family connection. It's great to see Nick doing well. Okay, hey, thanks for all you do, my friend. You bet. Let's go over to my friend, Captain Sonny Schindler. Um, Sonny, man, it's been a great year for you, hasn't it? It is, man. We're uh, we're wrapping up year twenty for a short thing, and uh, I I, I kind of you know sports reference. It's it's kind of like we're almost through with it. We've never really said much about it. Uh, it's kind of like talking to your pitcher during a no hitter. You just just let it happen. Maybe we'll celebrate it in January. But uh, twenty years, man. Wow, that's incredible, though. You look you look back. You've met a lot of amazing people during that time. Um, you know, listen, um, the, the fishing, even with the rain that we had recently, I would have thought that, you know, we'd had this huge inflection of fresh water into the backwaters of the bays and whatever. And we had a little bit of that, but what I'm thinking is a lot of that rain water, because the rivers were so low, you know, up, up in the, up in the, uh, the, the, uh, what, what am I trying to say? The, the, the drainage basin. Uh, it didn't come flowing down as 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 uh, as violently as I thought it was going to, and we're still catching some speckled trout. You know, yeah. that's good news. I, I went uh, whenever the last big one we had. I went, you know, the very very next day after the the rain stopped, and uh, I remember putting my trailer in at Bayou Caddy, which is you know a, a stone's throw from the Pearl River from the state line, and just dreading because i you know when i launch i go through and do the same thing every time and always look down at my trailer if, if you can see your trailer you know at, at dark 30 uh it's always going to be a good day or it seems to be and i can read everything on that sport trail trailer uh a couple hours after that big that big one we just had and we went and smoked you know smoked the fish so uh i i'm not a fan of rain but it, it uh it didn't mess us up too bad so just we're just gonna let it do what it does and so uh yeah so for for, for most fishermen you got very clearly what sonny was saying about being able to see the wheels of his trailer once he's launching his boat but uh, essentially he's saying that if he can't it'd be muddy the muddy water I means the muddy water's coming in especially um especially speckled trout are incredibly um sensitive to muddy water they, they like clear water they like high salinity and if you see if you have both of those and you have water in other words when he's sometimes actually when we have these north winds it blows all the water out and, and it really kind of changes where you can go fishing you're probably gonna have speckled trout aren't you yeah and and look i mean i i haven't fished uh last day or so but normally i'm, I'm switching to redfish this time of year but i, I go give those trout you know half an hour an hour every morning just to see because everybody loves them and Man, yeah, the redfish have had a good break because <laughs> the trout oh, they have good. Oh, they yeah. Have. Hey, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Captain Sonny Schindler from Short Thing Charters. We'll see you after this.
passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have my friend Captain Sonny Schindler with Sure Thing Charters. We went to a break. We were just kind of talking about the, the situation, fishing situation in coastal Mississippi and whether the rains really impacted fishing or not. Sonny, I had a friend of mine ask if um, I was going to be available last Saturday uh, because the possibility that there was going to be a celebrity in town and they needed a quick break and there was a chance that my son Jordan and I would be taking them fishing for an hour or two just to kind of take a quick break and we knew ahead of time uh, a week out that this might happen and um, as it turns out you know the weather forecast for saturday was not going to be good it turned out to be fine oh yeah originally it was supposed to be a a rain out so they got a little antsy about it we didn't do the trip but right after the rain with that trip saturday that possible trip saturday in mind jordan immediately went out and said you know let me go let me go see the situation and he caught a 16 ounce, you know, 16 inch um, speckled trout, and all, you know, almost immediately you realize, well, if that's still here because what what happens is that fresh water comes in, and those those speckled trout are going to move as far away as they possibly can. Of course, deep holes, as you know, um, the salinity will stay deep, fresh water on top. Uh, there's still a chance, but see, this time of year when you do a lot of flat fishing. Those scenarios don't play out very well. You know, you're gonna, you, you, if you've got fresh water, you're going to have fresh water. Um, and then uh, the day or two before we went back out, hit some of our redfish holes, caught two really nice redfish. So the fish were there. We said, well, if he wants to go, we, you know, the fish are here. It didn't turn out. But still, we got a chance to kind of test the, the, the backwaters, and it was all pretty good. Um, I think maybe one of the, that's one of the benefits of having a drought. <laughs> That it's going to be very, uh, it's just going to suck up the, the the fresh water that does come as long as you don't get too much of it, and that's what happened, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and, and hopefully we can get some kind of stable pattern. I, you know, I, I I always love the drought, but I look, I get it. I know, I know our farmers up north and down here, they need it. I just wish we could get somewhere in the middle, but man it it it's been fabulous i uh I, I didn't tell you this during the break um not far from bayou caddy uh you know there's there's some wonderful fishing and I, I know we spend a lot of time in louisiana but uh it would have been close to your that saturday you're talking about went out with a crew uh i don't think they were from from the area so they they were up for whatever they needed some stuff to take home to eat and you know, I'm big into. I really like tagging fish. We tagged in one day. It was either 41 or 42 redfish. Really? Uh, and, they, and, and they were all undersized. They were, you know, between you know 13 ish to 17 inch. But one thing we learned with with doing those tags is they don't go far from that juvenile to that mid level slot uh, size that mid 20 inch ish 22 24 inch range so when you find those i call them nests it's a school but those big nests of those those throwbacks that's super encouraging to me because in the next year and a half or so that area is just going to hold unless we have some some cataclysmic uh flood which is possible but it's it's super encouraging to have that uh and know that in the coming months, years, that 
that they and look time and time and time again when those things get recaptured it's it's almost always within sight of where you tagged them isn't that amazing uh, unlike yeah. a unlike a kobe or a lemon fish that could oh, no, no, no. Yeah, be yeah. on the atlantic coast that's called right. the, the golf it's amazing um you know gosh you know eventually the bonnie carry is going to be opened again and we'll have to deal with that sadly because there really is no solution that's less than a trillion dollars <laughs> unfortunately um but um but it is amazing how resilient it is though you know i mean in spite of all the challenges we've had you give it a couple of years it has a way of just kind of recovering i mean it is incredibly resilient are y'all are y'all see I'm, I'm, you're on the other side of the state but um Man, like the 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 structure, you know, the barnacles and the and the mussels and the oysters, the grass. Um, that you know, we've had a good break, but man, that stuff, it's 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 bittersweet because you're like, man, if we could just leave this alone, there's no telling. You know, I mean, the possibilities are endless, and they're all seemingly good for the future. But it, is your stuff growing good over there? You're, oh yeah, yeah, it's just, it's. Feeling like salt water again. <laughs> right. Because we had a year, I mean, we had a year where salinity levels in Back Bay never really recovered. It was mm-hmm. it was fresh the whole time. So we had fresh grass grown everywhere. Mm-hmm. It was just odd. I mean, just very yeah. odd. Now you can go out and the water's super clear. And you can see redfish running along. You might even see a speckled trout from time to time. Still see some, some crabs from time to time. But... Um, I mean, that's, that's one of the things. That, you know, I had Ronnie Daniel, Captain Ronnie Daniels on the outdoor show this week, and he he said the same thing you said, that the clear water at Cat Island, for example, was just, I mean, it was incredible. I mean, yeah. when, you, I, when you, yeah. We, we're, we're catching pompano. I caught a pompano. I got a picture of it. I may even send it to you. In the East Pearl River, like near the train bridge of the Pearl River. Pompano. We've caught more Pompano in the last month than we probably have in the last eight years. That's it, right there. Yeah. That's the that's the drawbridge behind her. Yeah, uh, that's it. It's that's incredible. It's a picture of a of a woman, a happy woman, holding uh, a beautiful uh, Florida Pompano. That's yeah. really good eating, I might add. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and you know all the nearshore reefs. Matt caught one off a pier and fishing an old abandoned pier in Waveland. I mean. Just, you know, it's so exciting, but it, it, if we could just figure out a way to keep it, maybe not like this, but close to this. Uh, I mean, it's good anyway. Right. If you could sustain this. Yeah, there's some more pictures of, of, of speckled trout and another, another pompano. Uh, it's special. You know, I think I may have mentioned to you my son, grandson, Brody, and I caught a bull shark. Not far from my house in, in Back Bay, mm-hmm. uh, you know. I would say you know thirty pound range, you know, yeah. roughly. Um, gosh, what a great fight that was for him! But you know, we've caught some small ones along the way, but that was kind of unusual. And of course, you know, catching multiple pound ladyfish, you know, <laughs> you, you, we would catch le- small ones every now and then, and uh, you know, seeing a tarpon every now and then. I mean, you know, you used to never see that, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the fishery is incredibly resilient, and it's very dependent on the bait, man. You you find the bait, you're gonna find the fish. That's usually the case, isn't it? Yeah, and the, and the shrimp. 
Good gracious. These shrimp. I mean, they're at our dock. You know, that we were fishing middle of the day. That, that last picture with all the trout, that's the, you know, they got the new regs uh, over there in Louisiana. That's the first, Finally. technically the Finally. first uh, legal new Louisiana limit. Uh, and I would have had it several other times, but you know the other stuff's been great—the sheephead, the redfish, the puppy drum—that we ran out of you know space on a couple of the trips. The sheephead are gargantuan. I mean, these are the these are the ones we normally see in in March. You know, after they've been here and they're they're all rowed up. But I mean, we've been catching those for a month, and uh, you know, I know they get a bum rap. I love me some sheephead, man. But what I was saying with the bait. We'd been on this on this oyster reef drifting it for I don't know two hours, and uh, out of nowhere, just this big old it was bigger than what we were fishing with. Big old jumbo shrimp just starts jumping across the reef, and it it got smoked. You know the trout ripped it <laughs> apart, but it's just man, I I'm trying not to get too comfortable because you know I I hope for the best but plan for the worst. Uh, but man, it's it's been it's been a fun year. It well, it's kind of like farming. You know, I talk about farming in the Mississippi Delta a lot. But you know, farmers can have this year. They had a you know, if you're in the Mississippi Delta and you had irrigation, you had an incredible year. And as as Andy Gibson pointed out to me on my show last week, um, if you didn't have irrigation, you burned up your 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 crop, and so you didn't have a good year. But um, but farming is like that. You have a great year, and then you have a couple of really bad years. You know, and fishing is like that too. In the charter boat business, you're gonna have a, you, well, you know, you're never gonna have a really terrible year because you have the ability. You're mobile. You have the ability to move to the fish. That's what makes you guys so unique, isn't it? It is, and and you know, I've said it time and time again. We we don't sell the the limit or the the you know box of fish we sell the whole experience so some some of the best you know repeat customers i've have have been on some of the worst trips i've ever uh, by the by the by classifying it by pounds of fish we'll say have been on some of the worst hauls that we've ever had but uh, you know the experience. They'll get out there, and we'll we'll talk birding with them, or see some wildlife, and get enough to take to the blind tiger or to Shaggy's for lunch. So we we sell the experience, man. We we don't sell the pounds. I know you do. Hey, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Kathy and Sonny Schindler. We'll find out the latest that's going on at Cat Island. When the water's really low with the north wind, can you even get into the back bayous of that place? We'll talk a little bit about some of the nuances of Cat Island. We'll see you after this. and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. I have my friend Captain Sonny Schindler with me today from Sure Thing Charters. Great friend. I don't know how many shows you and I have done together, both on this show 
and Super Talk Outdoors, but it's a bunch, isn't it? It's, we, we're racking them up, man. And what's interesting is you should, I find this interesting about what I'm doing because we started the show doing the shows in the studio back in 2020, I guess it was. And then the pandemic came and we started doing those shows remotely. The goal is always to eventually do the shows remotely. But I wanted to learn about the technology and all of this. So uh, pretty quickly, we were doing the show remotely and have been doing them remotely since from the studio here at my house. And um, so, so many of the people that I talk to, I never actually see in person. And so um, I saw Sonny recently in Pasco Shan Harbor. I think, Sonny, I think that's actually the first time that I've ever actually seen you in person. Is oh, yeah, true? 100%. Yeah. yeah. So we've been together so many times. We've become good friends. But we've seen each other physically one time. That's you, fascinating. You knocked out a bunch, man. Alex was there and Rimmer. You you checked a bunch of boxes. I did. I got really lucky that day. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, listen. Um, so um, I I got a note just before we started the show from my wife Ann. I was mentioning before we started the show that we looked out over Back Bay this morning and there was a small John boat, maybe fourteen feet uh, long, with three guys in it, and the clearance between. The gunnel and the water was probably two inches, and I watched them motor away, and 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 I and I said, "What is that?" Because she didn't at first. We didn't even she didn't know what it was because it was moving at an angle, and you could see the three guys. And she's, "What is that?" And of course, then they kind of turned a little bit more sideways to us, and we could clearly see that it was a John boat with three guys in it. And I thought, "Wow! First of all, it's overloaded. Second of all, if it goes over." They're going to be in shallow water and mud. They're not going to be able to move anywhere. And the other thing is, when we're recording the show, it's cool outside. The water is really cold. So you've got a situation where someone could be overcome with hypothermia pretty quickly. But it wasn't long after I started a previous show that I get a note from Ann that they had to do a rescue over by Pops Ferry. She was wondering if it was the same boat. Turns out it was only one guy on the boat. But, you know, whether it's cold or not, and you, you said this is a warm weather phenomenon as much as it is a cold weather phenomenon, People can get super uh, lax about safety when they're in a boat, can't they? Man, and, and one, of, one of the two, – two things. One of my – it makes me cringe to hear pick your days because if you're – like for that example, that, that – what you say, a little 14-foot John boat, you know, and you hear people say, oh, you know, I've taken that to Chandelier or I, I've taken it out to the, to the rigs. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. If if and the other the other saying I know you like your sayings is, you never beat Mother Nature, she only lets you win. Yeah. And you know you you hear these stories and and really probably what that is is somebody that's never had that moment that oh my you know I, I'm not going to swear but you know what I'm saying that I moment had it. where yeah. more than once. More than once where you don't know if you're going to go home at night and kiss your wife and children or, or family good, good, good night. I've had a few and probably more than most. You don't forget them. You don't forget that feeling. You don't forget what it what it looked like. And and those were the days she let she let you have a pass. But it's just simple math. You, there's only so many you can win at where finally she just says, Look, I, I've given you a dozen chances to, to not test me, and you're going to learn today. Um, Listen, my my Everglades is 32 foot 
you know, overall. And right. we can go anywhere and do anything. But, man, there are seas that you don't want to be in that boat in. Yeah. <laughs> and I, we were off of we were off of Chandelier once. Listen, we were 11.8 miles from Curlew, 11.8 miles from Curlew. And we came, we, we got hit by a major thunderstorm. And we were making forward progress to Curlew for more than an hour with waves hitting at our ankles and the whole nine yards. And we looked, looked and we started 11.8 miles. An hour later, we, we were, after running toward Curlew, we were 12.4 miles from Curlew. We were going backwards. Right. And I mean, I, I literally said, Gosh, I literally had the thought in my mind, God, please, I, I kind of want to have a wife and kids, and I got things I want to do in my life. Right. But you've had those experiences, haven't you? Oh, I, look, and I, I've had them. <laughs> if, I, if I were to get technical, I've probably had them every month of the year over the last you know couple decades. Um, and it's it's usually it's it's that sneaky storm, or you you thought you had an extra six hours before the front came, or you know, you read three or four weather reports and one of them, you know, it was like those those hurricane models and you you <laughs> took the path that, that well, you know, we'll, we'll go with this crazy year, not European model, but you know what I'm saying? They, right, right. You will it into being picking your day. And uh, usually it's almost always, you know, the the, the, the human error. Uh, occasionally, you know, stuff falls out of a boat and, 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 you know, stuff happens, but this time of year, I mean, you gotta be checking in with people. I, I won't make the long runs. Uh, yeah. The North winds will get you, man. Uh, north winds will get you in the bay. It will, it can, it, it can, it can overpower a tide. You know, if, if you don't have a strong tide and a very strong North or North on our side, a Northwest wind, it'll grab that water and throw it out of that marsh quicker than anything. Um, and if you're on the wrong side of it and you're out of cell service or, or don't have an EPIRB or, or a good VHF, man, you're you high and dry, <laughs> high and dry. I've been there. I've been there. It's terrifying. It is. It is. I'm laughing about it now, but it is. My, it hey, my is, friend Terry and I slept on a leaning boat once <laughs> at Chandelier. Ugh. We, uh, we just didn't time that one properly. And we were. We we stepped out of the boat onto dry land, <laughs> you know, and, just, and you know the, the the good and the bad thing, guy like you, you know, you I would be willing to bet you're hunting more than fishing this time of year. Yeah, uh, and there's there's a lot of them. The last several trips, I know the last one we didn't see a boat. Yeah. Uh, the the few near shores you see a few boats just because it's practical and easy and the fishing's good and close, but the few trips to the marsh. Mm. On on days you'd see twenty or thirty, I'm seeing one or two or none, and that's good and bad. Yeah, it is. But let me tell you, man, the the, the hypothermia is a very serious thing. I had a, back when I was at the in the president of Mississippi Wildlife Federation, so it had been in the '90s. I had a friend and his friend and their dog. They went they went duck hunting on a really really cold day, and the water was it was flooded water, so the water was over the river. And somehow, somehow they submerged, and there was not no way you know they found them both dead. They uh, both succumbed to to the cold water. Um, man, you got to have backup plan and backup plan and backup plan, and and situation. good and good equipment. Yeah, uh, 
you know, your your boat, yes. On a on a on a a very consistent forecast, yes. I'm taking your boat to the rigs. My boat, no chance, no way, don't ask, not gonna happen. No way. Not gonna happen. But you know, you know, back I remember it was in the seventies, eighties, five guys on a bass boat went to the Cat Island and died. You know, people yeah. think they can do it, but they can't. Yeah, they they you know they're off work. The, the their buddy hammered them the day before, and and just never think you know because it you know I, minutes seconds it can go from glass calm to something out of the Bible you know biblical bad weather. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally get that man. We had we were tied to a rig once. We called the Lemonfish rig uh, southeast of uh, Chandelier. Beautiful, slick day. I mean, it was slick. And, man, this thunderstorm came, and we tied up to the rig, and we got up in the rig. We actually climbed up in the top of the rig in the the control room. And it was so cold up there. I mean, we were shivering. It was July 4th, man. We were shivering, Uh, Terry and me. I mean, we said the boat's gone. I mean, there's no doubt the boat's gone, but we're going to live through it, and we're trying to figure out, okay, what can we mess up on this rig that will cause people to want to come here to get us? And... um, yeah, long story short, boat made it. You know, we climbed back down. It got slick again, and uh, right after that, I caught a seventy-two pound lemon fish. I knew you. I knew you were going to say you went back fishing. <laughs> you did. You, you you had to test her. <laughs> uh, but isn't it something, man? I mean, it went from literally all hell broke loose, and then suddenly it was slick again. But that's yeah. the way it is in the summer, and you live on those margins in your business, don't you? You do, but, you know, the cool thing is we got 10 guys that work for us. This time of year, we got plenty of them in the woods looking at their phones, watching weather. Man, it's nice to have, to get that text. I mean, I hate, I hate leaving my phone out on a fishing trip, but getting that text going, hey, you know, one's coming through the lake or this front's moving quicker. And yeah. so they're, they're my angels, man. They, they, oh, yeah. They, they, give they look after us. Advanced reports. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so when we come back, we'll uh, finish the final segment. We'll look ahead. What is Sonny, you know, what's he looking forward to next year? When does fishing really get good as those things start to heat up in 2024? We'll see you after this break with my friend, Captain Sonny Schindler from Shore Thing Charters. We'll see you after this. To more of the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I'm my friend Captain Sonny Schindler with us uh, today from Short Thing Charters. And Sonny, I'm holding in my hand special rod and reel. You can see it. And, it, and it's a Reed Geist edition. Oh, I know Mr. Reed. Oh, man, he's such a. What a guy. What a guy. He loves life, man. Yeah. So, so much fun. How, that's one of his? Well, it's one that used to be his. He gave it to me as a gift many years ago. And it's like it has uh, literally on here. It has Reed Geis, FFF instructor. Nice. And, um, it's a nine and a half foot, five ounce rod. 
with you know set up for uh, it's got a clouser on it. So it's, it's a worn out clouser, incidentally. It's set up for fly fishing. And if, then, uh, if that thing could talk. Looking at another one over here, and you know, I got I got this when I got to the Delta. Uh, this kind of popped out. This is a little fly that popped out, a little weedless fly that Reed made somewhere along the way. Yeah. Um, but you know, people don't think about saltwater and places like Cat Island or, or, or you know, uh, triple tail fishing. There's some awesome um, fly fishing off our coast, isn't there? Yeah. No. I, and I, I don't know if I included it on on the pictures I sent y'all, but um, we caught. Uh, the, the group was, but we got on a re- you know how when you get on a good bite and it you just, you can't do anything wrong where, you know, if you leave a hook in the water and go get a sandwich or something, you got the, there might be a fish come up and just grab your hook off the side of the boat. We got on one of those bites with this guy and this story has two parts. It's a, it's a bit of, I, I'll condense it, but the first time we booked a quote unquote fly fishing trip, he got on the boat, we're idling we're idling out the harbor. He's looking around the boat. I, I could kind of tell he had a question. I was like, man, what, you okay? He says, where do you keep your fly stuff? And I said, man, you could, you could put it in that locker there or that there. And he goes, well, is it in there? And I uh, said, he didn't bring anything. He didn't bring it. <laughs> I, it, it. It's on me because I didn't, you know, communication. Uh, I didn't say, you know, we don't do enough of it to justify spending it's that stuff's it's crazy expensive yeah, for the good yeah. stuff. So anyway, I, I was super embarrassed. I said, uh, you know, we can turn around. He goes, no, nah, man, it's a beautiful day. We went out and it was perfect. Bluebird, perfect water, perfect tide, fish, redfish rolling everywhere. We knocked out his limited trout. This was years ago. So we got his 25. We were in Louisiana. Redfish everywhere. They were just dumb and hungry and you know the joke is it's the worst fly fishing trip ever and we came in with you know just tons of fish tons of pictures so a week or two ago he came again with his dad and we got on one of those bites where it was just trout you know uh, redfish sheephead puppy drum in one spot one little bowl it was cold that day they were one little deep bowl and he had brought it just kind of as a joke and he said, man, you mind? Please do. If anybody deserves this, you do. So first cast, he had a purple, kind of that, you know, LSU, purple and, and gold, Klauser. First cast, first strip, bam, legal trout. It wasn't a huge, you know, 13 and a half, 14-inch trout. He's like, man, I don't know if I've ever caught a trout on a fly rod. You know, he always goes after reds. And he wound up catching three or four more and, uh, Gave me a little little ration about the, the, the worst fly fishing trip ever. But now th- those fly fishermen, man, they're easy to please when, when you can. It helps to bring fly fishing gear. Because it, it's experience. <laughs> you know, there's a yeah. wonderful book uh, written by a guy named Middleton <clears throat> called On the Spine of Time that actually Reed turned me on to it. And he describes the process of fly fishing in the you know, North Carolina mountains on streams and and, uh, you know, the actual catching is just sort of an exclamation point on the end of a wonderful story of you know, being one with nature. And they, that's what fly fishermen are. I mean, they just, they, they, they take it in. They, they appreciate more of the surroundings than your typical rod and reel fisherman. It's, just, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, 
in the in the uh, martial arts world, I, I think they they are the the highest degree black belt. What you know, the yeah. top top water uh, baits are probably the conventional, and then you then you start all over and get to that ninja Shaolin monk status with the with the fly. Uh, but if you can master that, just the yeah. it's poetic. Yeah. Reed got the uh, Albaco Jack uh, fly fishing record in the boat with me. And then nice. my son Jordan had the Bonita fly fishing record for a period of time. And Reed was with us when we got that one. And then uh, along the way, Jordan actually still holds the the uh, hardhead catfish uh, <laughs> fly fishing record. He, he laughs at that one. But yeah. uh, but I've enjoyed some good times with Reed, man. I mean, the guy who has this incredible ability to just Love it. Love every experience with incredible exuberance. Hey, listen, um, as you guys think about, um, I mean, you, this this situation, it goes into January and February, and then it starts to get warm. You know, there's a lot of good fishing to look forward to, actually, at the end. But you got, you got, you know, I would wish you all the luck in the world as you go forward. Yeah, man. Thank you. I mean, I appreciate everything you've done for us, and uh, hopefully, I get another another 20 years out of Short Thing. It, it, it's been really, really good to a lot of people. Well, you're an inspiration to a lot of us, and thanks for coming on and joining us. Have a great New Year, my friend. Thank you very much. You bet. This has been Captain Sonny Schindler. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Mississippi Media Production.